0: What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we are on Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. We've already talked about creation, then we talked about uh, man and how we're made in the image of God, that we are heirs, uh, and that we were we were to be kings and queens to reign over this uh, this earth that God had created for us. And then we talked about the fall and exile and how Adam and Eve sinned and then Because of that, they were expulsed, I guess that's a word. They were kicked out of the garden. And now we've got life after the garden, man, life after Eden. We're going to see brothers, two of them. What happens? What's the first family like? How does it go down? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, tune in as we read Genesis chapter 4, 1 through 7. If you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and stop the tape, read it, see what it has to say, come back, and we'll answer the four questions. Now, if you uh, don't know what the four questions are, they are this. It is what is the writer conveying? Like what is he saying to his original audience? What's the purpose of him writing this stuff? And then second, when he's writing these things, what is he saying about the character of God? And then what's he saying about the character of humankind, whether it be a Christian, non Christian, or both, humankind as a whole? And then finally, how do we apply these truths to our lives? So check it out, see what it has to say, and let's get in uh, let's get into it. If you have read it, then we're going to get into it right now. So what does the scripture say? What is the the writer of the scripture trying to convey? Well, it says that the man knew his wife and uh, that she conceived and they bore a son named Cain. And she said that the the Lord has given me a son or given me a man. The Lord has caused me to bear a man. And uh, again, it says that she had another child and it was his brother. Abel. And it said that uh, Abel was a um, was a shepherd and Cain was a worker of the land. It said it came to pass in those days that uh, it was time to bring the offering. And Cain, he brought the fruit of the ground as an offering to the Lord. And Abel, he brought also uh, from the first flock, from the first fruits of his flock and the fatting parts. And it says, uh, the Lord saw or approved of Abel's offering. But for Cain, he didn't approve that. And so Cain was mad, man, very mad, exceedingly angry, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Says, Why is your face fallen? And then it says, If you do well, won't it be lifted up or won't it be accepted? But if you don't do well, sin is lurking at your door. It's desirous for you. But you must master or rule over it. Man, this is uh, starting from the beginning. We got Adam knowing his wife, Eve. and So this is an intimate no, man. This is the, the word that is used a few times uh, in in this chapter, but throughout Scripture, for relations between a man and a woman, but it's not the 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 uh, it is every once in a while maybe used for like a lustful or um, ex- not explicit but illicit sex, but in 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 most cases it's the cohabitation of a, a husband and a wife. There is other words that they use. For just um, having sex in order to produce progeny, and that is like to go into or to lay with. But when they use to know, it's a, a more of an intimate understanding of the relationship between a husband and a wife and that they are bonding in such a way that they are open and free in every way to understand each other and to, to know each other in a more intimate way. So that's just a powerful thing because it also talks about knowing in the sense of uh, a God desiring to know us in an intimate way where we can be open and unashamed before him, just like in the garden where we were, were uh, naked and unashamed. And it could be also a reference or a, a kind of allusion to that idea that it's a reminder every every day. Uh, of the of the uh, broken relationship that we had because we took of the knowledge of good and evil where we know good and evil now because it's that openness and that bearing because it's just sometimes it's difficult to be intimate with somebody in such a powerful way And, and not just when i say intimate i don't mean the sexual relation i mean everything that goes along with knowing someone where it's not just some arbitrary thing but it is a uh a mingling of souls, a mixing of hearts and lives. It's hard to be open and bare. And so I think that might be a reference to that. And then uh, it says that uh, we got a son, Cain, and this is the exclamation of Eve praising the Lord because of what he has done for her in keeping his promise. As he said uh, to her that the seed, uh, her seed would crush the head of Satan, this is her, probably her idea that this is the one. Um, but if you know anything about the story, it was not the one. <laughs> Matter of fact, it could be the other one, not the one that destroys Satan, but actually a seed of the serpent. <laughs> Cain is, is as he does what he does. But uh, yeah, she proclaims and exclaims that God has kept his promise, that he's fulfilled his promise that she was able to bear children and that um she is able to to have this child. Another thing that also they they say he's like he bears a man. Like well, usually you say son or or youngin. You know what I'm saying? But she says man, and I, I think um, or scholars think as well that uh, the the reason she says this or the, yeah the, the the reason that she says this is because he is um, um, what that promised one to come is. And so it's, it's, uh, or I'm sorry, it's, it's because she, uh, believes that how she came from man. Now the promise is fulfilled that, uh, um, men come from her. I think Paul says something like this this is how, uh, uh, women are saved. And I think that, uh, it's kind of a response to that is that, God has given her this ability to do something and create something and be a part of his creation as she's able to bear mankind. She is the one who's able to carry on the lineage and fulfill the promise that God has um, um, said that she would be able to do. But now we are on the idea of Cain and Abel. And so Cain has a um, um, a job as a, a, tiller of the ground or a worker of the field and Abel is a keeper of the flock and they go and they have this offering that they give these gifts to God and Abel's accepted and Cain's is not and why that's the big question everybody wants to know why 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 there could be a lot of things people say it's because the blood sacrifice is the thing that's the reason why and uh, Abel or Abel did that but Cain didn't. Uh, that's that may not be true. I don't, I don't think that's uh, any sentiment. I think in the the um, uh, Deuteronomy and in Leviticus, the the laws regarding sacrifices, there was nothing greater or lesser. There was a, a uh, an equal idea about the type of offering that was given, um, and so I don't know if that comes into play. But there is something that might be specific in the wording, the juxtaposition between Cain and Abel is that it says Abel gave his first fruits and of the fatlings, while it said that Cain just gave his offering. And so the condition could be that uh, Cain just gave something rather than giving the best. He didn't give the best to God, and so it wasn't accepted. But that doesn't necessarily have to be true, too. That's just uh, what they say, argument from silence, because it is not stated specifically in uh cain's offering but it is stated specifically in abel's and so that could be a reason why which i tend to think it is that but finally it could be just that uh god um chooses who he chooses he regards who he regards and uh there's a reason behind it it's just it's not unknown it's just unknown to us it's more likely it's just to show his glory and his favor because often we see in scripture that it's not the firstborn in whom God chooses. It's, it's, it's always the next one. And in this case, Cain or technically Seth, uh, as we'll see him carry on the progeny of Adam and Eve for the people who call upon the name of the Lord. And so, uh, it's the same way with Jacob. He picked Jacob over Esau. Um, it's the same way he picked Joseph over all the other brothers, Reuben, uh, and so this is a fascinating concept that we can see throughout Scripture, that that even though he calls for the first one to be consecrated for himself, that he often doesn't choose the firstborn. That's just a whole side note, man. I, I, I. But then finally, we have um, the, the offering that wasn't accepted and the effects of it. And because uh, the offering wasn't expect, uh, accepted, man, Cain was mad. He was angry. Or more likely, maybe sad or depressed. Uh, it says that his face had fallen in the Hebrew, and, and that's kind of a sense of depression. His his countenance has fallen, and then God says to him, "Man, hey, be be careful. Your anger can lead to sin." And we talked about that in Ephesians, man. It says, "Don't let your anger give a foothold or a place for the for the devil for Satan." And he says, "Man, because if you don't if you don't corral this 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 uh, tension." is sin's going to get you Says, but you have the power to master over it. And I think it's important to realize that because we often think, man, we have no control over our actions or our sin because of Adam and we're all sinful anyway. But the second and immediate thing that happens in the story of humanity is after Adam falls, then Cain has the opportunity to not fall. It says, man, you were sad, but if you overcome this sin, if you overcome this this temptation, uh, in the Hebrew it says you'll be lifted up, and that could be referring to his face, how his countenance had fallen, and he was sad, but beating sin, breaking the chains of sin gives strength, and 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 it causes you to have joy. He's like, man, this could be for you if you do well. Another one I think people say is accepted. It's like the idea of Nassau is also meant to be accepted or forgiven. And so it's uh, if you do well, then maybe your offering your your offering will be accepted because it's a change of heart. And so that could be another thing, um, which I think the New Testament actually touches on a little bit. John says the reason that Cain's uh, offering or the author of Hebrews says that the reason uh, Cain's offering was accepted is because Abel had faith. And so maybe it was this that uh, the Lord was concerned about as the heart of Cain and why he was doing these things. And then that's the reason why the the is translated accepted is because his heart would have changed or repentance would have come. And then his his sacrifice or his offering would have been accepted. And so um, what what does this uh, have to, to say about God? What's all this this writer is talking about to say about God? Well, I think an important thing is that God is an intimate God because he's actually concerned about Cain's well-being, man, and his plight and struggle with sin. He didn't leave Cain to his own devices. He came to him and said, hey, this is how I feel you need to act. Your father, I told him to do something. He he, he didn't do it. But you, you have the power to still to make choices, to make things better. What are you going to do with it? He cares about us and our everyday dealings. What does it say about man? It says, man, that we have to master sin. That we are responsible for our own decisions and our own obedience. Regardless of if our families, uh, genetically, which is possible, that some of the things that occur in our life are because of the effect of our genes. But also it could be the environment around us, just the way we grew up, the people we hung around. But in the end, we are responsible for our own actions. In the end, we are uh, responsible to make the choices we make for the glory of God or for the reign of ourselves. And how do we apply these truths to our lives, man? Well, I think we should go to God in our struggles. When we're tempted with sin, and and lust and greed and anger and, and all of these vices that come about when we're tempted with these things, what we need to do is to go to God for it because he cares about us and wants us to overcome. He wants us to walk through this. And as Christians today, if you follow the way of Jesus, if you have turned to trust Christ as your King and the one who can save you from this broken world, Well, then he has given you his spirit and his spirit will move you to overcome sin. And so go to God with your struggles. I appreciate you guys for listening and walking through scripture with me. It's been so good. And uh, let's continue on as we go through the stories of the Old Testament with the first book of the Torah, Genesis.